This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome back. It is episode 134, episode 134 of the Banner Band Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? It's very nice to be back with you. Hope everyone had a great summer. Hope you and your family are staying safe. And thanks again for tuning in to the very first episode of season number four. That's right, this will be the fourth season of the Banner Banter Podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in. As always, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner banter podcast and if you remember or if you forgot i'm part of the big night media team with some fantastic podcasts like boston and common the marky p show those girls you know drinks after work eat the damn cake i'm the promoter he's the dj burnt toast let's be clear with kayla it's always something with jd uh what else oh 30 flirty and surviving music you're missing and of course go check out big night breaks they just opened up a new card vault down at patriot place if you're into sports cards go check that out and also big nightshop.com go to the big night media page and click on the banner banter link if you will and go get yourself some banner banter podcast merchandise for the upcoming season so where do we begin a lot has happened this off season and i did a little bit of a recap um i think it was in august maybe early august and july when they traded for kemba walker and uh i'm sorry when they traded for al horford with kemba walker but i'm going to try and recap everything for you the front office has changed a lot danny ainge quote unquote has retired i think he was fired but he was retired brad stevens moved into danny ainge's position as the president and general manager and then brad stevens and the rest of the crew hired ime uduka or ime adoka i've i'm gonna have a hard time pronouncing it all year i feel like even though i feel like it's super easy but i'm gonna overthink the whole thing it's gonna really annoy me but ime uduka or uduka or adoka Anyways, he was hired as the 18th head coach for the Boston Celtics and the 6th African-American head coach for the team as well. So I think this is a great hire. He also brought in Damon Stoudemire, uh, former point guard for the Toronto Raptors. For those of you that enjoy early, I'm sorry, mid-90s basketball, I think the staff is going to be really good, really solid. Uh, All the players have been talking a lot about Ime and how much they respect him how they're ready to go how he's bringing a different coach style coaching style that they like so hopefully you know that works out for the team i think he's going to be a a good coach i think he's going to help the defense because i think that's the number one thing that this team has to look for during the uh during this upcoming season because last year the defense was oh my god it was it was really really bad and he may just recover from covid so hope he's doing well and staying safe and hopefully him and his family are doing well too um what else happened oh they 
a lot of players are no longer with the team uh, going forward. Kemba Walker, he's no longer with the team. Evan Fournier, he's also no longer with the team. Both of them are now going to be playing for the New York Knicks. That's right. They're going to be in the Atlantic Division. We're going to see them a lot this season. So Kemba and Evan Fournier are now part of the New York Knicks. Tristan Thompson was part of a trade. He will now be with the Kings. Carson Edwards was also part of the tra- uh, of a trade. He's going to be now with the Memphis Grizzlies. And Taco Fall is now with the Cavs. Womp, womp. Thank God. No, not saying thank God Taco Fall's not on the team anymore because I like Taco Fall. It's... It's very interesting to watch him play basketball. He's a very nice guy. He's he's very friendly with the big night people. But uh, I'm just glad this, the circus isn't going to be around anymore because people were going to games to watch Taco and not cheer for the Celtics. And if you've heard some of my rants from Season 3 last season, then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know I wasn't a fan of that. Um, so who is now on the team? Who's new? Who's different? There's been a lot. There's a lot of number changes. So we're going to try and break down all of that for you right now. So Trader Brad, instead of Trader Danny, Trader Brad was wheeling and dealing all offseason, got some more trade exceptions, you name it. I think Brad Stevens did a really good job, especially in his first, you know, year or not even first year, like his first like 60 days of being not being the coach anymore, being the president, being the GM, seeing something completely different than what he's used to. And whether he got help from Danny Ainge, whether he got help from like Zarin and Austin Ainge, whatever the case may be, it made Brad Stevens look good. And you cannot be upset with how Brad Stevens handled this offseason. Now, sure, you could be like, oh, why don't you just throw everything at Bradley Beal, blah, 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 blah. That could happen down the road. We just have to be patient with it. And, and I, to be honest with you, I, I really and truly think that Brad Stevens has set up this team not only for the future, not only for the Jays, you know, Jalen and Jason, but also to really make a big splash if they need to. So it'll be very interesting to see how Brad Stevens does moving forward. You know, he started off getting Josh Richardson. He came over in a trade from the Dallas Mavericks. Then they signed Dennis Schroeder in free agency with the Lakers because he was an idiot. Turned down a buttload of money. Thought he could get more money. Um, but, hey, he's a very good player. He, I think he's going to be a very good sixth man for this team. I, I, I know some people are saying he could win sixth man of the year. I think we also need to relax on that. Dennis Schroeder is a good, solid veteran point guard in this league. And I think that's going to help out the team a lot, which is needed because last year it was like, okay, not, you know, this is nothing against Peyton Pritchard. I mean, the kid scored 92 points in a or 90-some-odd points in a Pro-Am game, which was very impressive. But you you just need someone who's been around the block. You need someone to know how the game works. And Peyton just wasn't there yet because he was a rookie. Dennis Schroeder is now there. I'm, I really like the pickup. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of people are going to be happy with how hard Dennis Schroeder plays because Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> even though <laughs> he turned down so much money, and then had to sign a super cheap deal with the Celtics. I think he's going to be motivated to go get some more money, whether that's from the Celtics or whoever. So I don't know if Dennis Schroeder is going to be around for a long time. But he's here now, and I think he's going to help out this team a great deal. Then obviously, we all know about Al Horford. He came over in the Kemba Walker deal from the Thunder. Ennis Cantor is back, so that means Cantor Banter will be back this upcoming season for the podcast. And then Juan Herman Gomez came over... Um, from 
oh, who did he come? Why am I having a brain fart right now? He came over from the Timberwolves in a trade, which I think is actually like a sneaky good signing because that means number 12 isn't going to be playing a lot because Hernan Gomez can spread the floor. He's a reasonable three-point NBA shooter. Not saying he's lights out like J.J. Redick. And by the, by the way, thank you for everyone's condolences on the fact that J.J. Redick retired. That was a tough day for sure. Absolutely one of the greatest, greatest shooters of our time. Ugh, watching J.J. Redick shoot the basketball. Just a thing of beauty. But Hernan Gomez coming over from the Timberwolves is going to help this team. He can spread the floor. He's a good stretch for... Sure, he's not going to be hitting every single three-pointer known to mankind, but he's going to make the defense think differently rather than having Grant Williams just stand there in the corner. You know, and I said his name. I already messed up this season. One of my goals was not to say his name, but number 12, you know, has been talking about all offseason, how he's doing this and doing that, and he feels good. He's lost some weight, feels more athletic, blah, 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 blah. No one cares. No one cares. You stink. You stink. So uh, some new numbers are going to be coming uh, f- from these players. So Josh, Josh Richardson is going to be number eight. Schroeder is going to be number 71, which is absolutely ridiculous. And shout out to everyone on Twitter and Instagram that told him that he should be 84 since that's the amount of money that he turned down, $84 million. What an idiot. Uh, let's see. Al Horford, he'll be returning with the number 42 and as canter will have number 13 romeo langford is going from 45 to number nine so those are some big shoes to fill you know like rajon rondo brad wanamaker those are some big shoes to fill uh herning gomez is number 41 and everyone else really for the most part is staying put now Training camp's been going on. The Celtics have their very first game tonight, if you are listening on Monday. And if you're listening on Tuesday, well, the Celtics played last night. And I don't know how they did because I can't predict the future. But the Celtics can only carry 15 players on their team and then two players with a two-way contract. So really about 17 players. Two of them will be up in Maine for the most part. And then the other 15 will be on the active NBA roster. One of those two-way contracts is from Summer League standout Sam Hauser. Uh, from Virginia. He's rookie sharpshooter. He looked very impressive uh, in those games, but clearly just not NBA ready. So he will be up with the main Celtics, not the main Red Claws anymore, but the main Celtics. So, you know, if someone gets hurt, he could be called down. And then we have one more two-way spot to give out. So from my understanding, from everything that I've been reading, the Celtics currently have 20 players at training camp. We all know about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford, Ennis Cantor, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, Juan Hernan Gomez, the Time Lord, number 12, Romeo Langford, Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith. All those guys right there, those are the guys that are going to make it. That leaves two open roster spots. One of them could go to Jabari Parker. The Celtics had an opportunity to get rid of Jabari Parker's contract. I think it was in August. Maybe it was July. I forget the date. I went to the Patriots game last night. I'm a little tired, uh, so let me be. Um, but yeah, they had an opportunity to not guarantee his contract and they did. Um, so I think Jabari Parker makes this basketball team, which really kind of leaves one more spot left. And right now they have Theo Pison or Pisson, or either way, he sucks because he went to North Carolina. Bruno Fernandez, who I actually like, who I actually think can give a little bit of a different look for the Boston Celtics. And they have Garrison Matthews, who's a sharpshooter, who started a good chunk of games for the Washington Wizards last year. And then Ryan, I can never pronounce this dude's name, Ryan Ar- 
are con- no, I'm not even going to try. A guy named Ryan who uh, was on the Chicago Bulls, good player, been around the block for a little bit in the NBA, and then also Juan Morgan. So I really think it's going to be between Ryan A, because I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so we'll call him Ryan A, Bruno Fernandez, and Garrison Matthews. I don't think Theo Pinson or Pison or whatever his name is has a shot. And then Juan Morgan, I mean, thanks for coming out. Maybe you can get a two-way contract. So once those spots are full and once training camp's done, what are the rotations going to be? So I think the starting lineup this year is going to be Marcus Smart at point guard. Let us pray. Josh Richardson, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and the Time Lord. That's right. Rob Williams, the Time Lord himself. Now, obviously, Josh Richardson and Marcus Smart, that's not the best three-point shooting backcourt you, you'll ever see. Obviously, you know we all know Marcus Smart is extremely streaky. We all know that every single time he shoots a three-pointer, I die inside. But Josh Richardson has been a good three-point shooter in this league, for sure. He's obviously didn't last year at the Mavs, and he didn't the... Uh, where did he play before he played with the Mavs? Oh, the 76ers. And it, and it just didn't work out for him. I, I just think there were bad situations. But he could play very well at the point guard position as well if he wants to bring the ball up instead of Marcus Smart, which I think is a, a nice little twist for sure. I also want to see some point Tatum this year. Ime, come on, buddy. I want to start off on good terms with you since Brad's no longer my coach, which stinks. Just glad he's still with the organization. But this, this lineup of Smart and Richardson and Brown and Tatum and Time Lord, this is a big physical athletic lineup josh richardson is a good defender marcus smart good defender jason tatum during media day talked about how he also wants to be on the all defensive team we'll see if he can play 100 million 10 percent on both sides of the floor where i felt like last year all he really focused on was his offense which which is understandable he's one of the best scorers in the league but at the same time we also needed him on the defensive end too you know, Jalen's a great defender, and then obviously the Time Lord. I mean, one of the best shot blockers in the league. His timing is unbelievable when players go up for shots. So I think that's a, a good starting lineup. And, you know, every every game is going to be different. You know, sometimes Schroeder could be in there. Sometimes, you know, Richardson might be gone, and Horford would slide in, and maybe Time Lord's not starting. Every game's going to be different. But it, remember, I've said this so many times before, and I know so many people were pissed at Brad Stevens during the year. It doesn't matter who starts the game. It matters who finishes the game. Now, I don't think this is a lineup that finishes a lot of games because you need people to make shots. But, I don't know. I really don't want the double center thing again like we had last year with uh, Tice and Tristan Thompson before uh, Tice uh, got traded to the Chicago Bulls. But, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how that's going to work out, because I don't think Horford and Time Lord really help each other out. Yes, I understand Horford can spread the floor. Horford's a great passer. The Time Lord, a.k.a. Rob Williams, he he also did a very good job last year, I think, passing the ball, being a playmaker. Uh, sometimes he forced them, but that's okay. He was feeling out what it was like to be a good passing center, and I think that's going to be a good thing for the Celtics moving forward. Um, so the, the role players, uh, you know, it's probably going to be Peyton Pritchard, Dennis Schroeder, Aaron Neesmith, and Al Horford. I do think Romeo Langford's going to get some time. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever. As, as long as he's okay. We all know that I don't like Romeo Langford. We all know I don't like number 12. But I think Peyton and Schroeder and Neesmith and Horford are a good type of, you know, group 
I don't know if they're all going to play together, but there are going to be some times where Ime mentioned that Jalen will always be on the floor and Jason will always be on the floor. Now, does that mean they're going to be together, separate, whatever the case may be? But as long as Jalen's on the floor with some of the bench guys and Jason's on the floor with some of the bench guys and maybe mix in a couple starters here and there, I think this team is going to be in good, good shape for the upcoming season. And, you know, as we get closer to the regular season, probably I think it will be episode 136, I will give you a full preview of my thoughts, concerns, and or recipes about the team. I'll give you my playoff predictions for both conferences, what I think the Celtics record is going to be, so stay tuned for that. This week, the Celtics are playing basketball, and it all starts tonight, Monday night. If you're listening, thanks so much. Uh, If you're listening after Monday, just deal with it. But the Celtics are playing four preseason games. Two of them are this week, tonight, 7.30 p.m. against the Orlando Magic at TD Garden. Uh, You're not going to see a lot from this game, I don't think. I think everyone's just kind of go through the motions, try and get back in shape. But, of course, we can see what type of defensive system Ime is going to bring to the table because, in my opinion, you know, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, that's going to be the most important part for this basketball team because, yes, Jalen can score. Yes, Jason can score. Yes, Al Horford could probably get you 15. Yes, Marcus Smart is now the point guard, and hopefully he takes 22 million less shots than he did last year. He didn't even take 22 million shots, which means he'll be taking negative amount of shots this year, and I love that, and hopefully he can be a point guard, because I've complimented Marcus Smart on being a point guard. I really and truly have, you know, him re-signing for a few more years, the Time Lord re-signing for a few more years, that should motivate these guys to know that the Celtics trust them to do the right thing, and for the Time Lord to do the right thing, improve your jumper, keep blocking shots, keep running the floor, giving 110%. And then for Marcus Smart, you've been around the block for a while. If you want to be a Celtic for life, just pass the ball. Make players better around you and be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on the defensive end like you always are. That's what I want to see. So it will be interesting to see what Ime's defensive scheme is. You know, last year the offense was okay. You know, but remember... When they have 25 assists or more, they are a very good basketball team. And I think Ime's offense is going to have a lot more motion than Brad's, less iso ball, hopefully puts Tatum on the block more as well. So I, I really, this is Ime's first year head coaching. You know, he, he's been around so many different teams, the 76ers, the Nets, the, the Spurs for a long time. So it'll be interesting to see how he tries to mix all that together. Is he going to bring some stuff over from the Brooklyn Nets and Steve Nash's system? Is he going to bring over some of the stuff from the Philadelphia 76ers on the defensive end when Brett Brown was there? And then he was with Greg Popovich for a really, really long time. And he also helped him out on Team USA basketball over the summer during the Olympics. And by the way, congratulations to Team USA for winning the gold. So uh, I do really want to see some improvement from Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard. I thought, obviously, Peyton Pritchard was unbelievable uh, in Las Vegas in the summer league. I thought he had a really good summer. He's improving his range. I think his toughness is getting better, too. And, you know, even though I don't like Romeo, I think the team really does. And hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, I'm going to put money down that he's not going to because he's made out of glass, but we might be seeing Romeo Langford getting some reasonable minutes, but I want Aaron Neesmith to get minutes first. Aaron Neesmith can defend. He hustles. Hopefully his shot has improved because, yeah, he came, you know, he came into the league saying he was going to be a sharpshooter, really didn't get an opportunity to do that, but hopefully he, he can improve on that, get open more, don't be hesitant taking shots, and be confident. 
So I'm really looking forward to Aaron Neesmith's improvement for sure. I know I was a little brutal on him last year just because I feel like you have to be. If you, you're drafting a lottery pick, you're hoping that he can crack the lineup. Obviously, it was a weird year. The training camp was only like two weeks. He didn't know the system that well. But when he finally did catch on, he definitely showed some flashes for sure. So I, I want to make sure that Aaron Neesmith continues to grow as a player, and I think he will. As far as who they're playing uh, tonight, tomorrow, yesterday, whatever, uh, the Magic, you know, they have some good young guys. Cole Anthony, point guard from North Carolina. Mo Bamba, you know, very young, athletic, talented center. They got Wendell Carter when they trade for Vujicic uh, when the Bulls and the Magic made that trade at the trade deadline last year. So Wendell Carter's a good player. Gary Harris. They got him in the uh, Aaron Gordon trade. Gary Harris is a good, reliable, solid NBA player and probably really good for that locker room too. And then, of course, they have one of the best rookies this year, Jalen Suggs. They got him, I think it was a top five pick. I don't, I forget if it was three or four or whatever, but Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga, he hit that insane shot in the national championship game for Gonzaga against UCLA uh, this past NCAA season. He's a great, great player. Uh, we'll... Um, I'll be really interested to see if that's going to be Marcus, if that's going to be Josh Richardson, or if Jalen's going to defend him. That's going to be a good matchup to watch. And then the other game that they have this week is against the Toronto Raptors again at TD Garden. That will be at 7 p.m. on Saturday night. Now, of course, the big news with the Raptors was the fact that Kyle Lowry is now going to be playing for the Miami Heat. Kyle Lowry is not going to be on the Toronto Raptors anymore. It's going to be very, very weird. That's for that's for damn sure because, you know, Kyle Lowry was just one of those players you always thought was going to be a Raptor. You know, just like we always thought Paul Pierce was going to be a, a Boston Celtic. But So I'm sure for the Toronto Raptors fan base, that's very weird. So they got Precious Akua uh, and Gordon Drogic in that heat sign-and-trade flippity-flop thing. Uh, you know, the Raptors are still a pretty good team. I mean, they still got uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Siakam, Gary Trent Jr. They're going to be good. Uh, they're definitely going to be slept on. Uh, but I, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to be making the playoffs. I just don't think it's a team that you can take lightly every single night. But in this game, compared to the first game, I want to see Tatum and Brown get more minutes. For sure. I want them to play a lot because then they have three days rest. Play them in the third uh, preseason game, and then don't play them in the fourth preseason game. Get them rested up for the for the uh, the opener on what is it October twentieth? Yeah, October twentieth. So that will be really cool. Um, I can't believe that the Celtics' first official regular season basketball game is literally less than three weeks away. Absolutely insanity. So, but obviously some definitely some things to look out for for these preseason games. Ime's system, defense, offense. Uh, we'll see how Al Horford fits back in with Jalen and Jason Tatum. We'll see how much Time Lord has improved. And then, obviously, I'm looking to see how much Aaron Neesmith has improved because I think he could be a real threat off the bench for this basketball team. And that's it for Episode 134 of the Banner Banter Podcast. It's really great to be back with all of you. Uh, I love doing this podcast, so I really appreciate all your support. Uh, episode 135 next week, I'll be breaking down the two preseason games and then previewing the next two preseason games, which are actually down in Florida against the Orlando Magic and the Miami Heat. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, there's so many different podcast apps out there. I can't keep up. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And also, if you're in a NASCAR, I also have a NASCAR podcast, the Wicked Fast Podcast, through the Beasley Media team. Go check that out uh, if you're a NASCAR fan. If you're not, 
just uh, stick around for the Banner Banter Podcast, and I appreciate it. We'll talk soon, guys. Great to be back with all of you. Toodles and noodles, X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.